Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Stephen Warbeck won an Oscar in 1998 for his score for Shakespeare in Love, but he's been making music for films and theatre since graduating from university in the 1970s. His screen credits are legion, as they say. Billy Elliot, before Elton John turned it into a musical, Captain Corelli's Mandolin, and the Judy Dench and Billy Connolly drama about Queen Victoria, Mrs Brown. After more than 30 years in the business, Warbeck has made his first film, co-written and directed with John Paul Davidson. The Man in the Hat is like a film from another time, a gentle and relaxing road trip through rural France, with an uncharacteristically low-key Kieran Hines filling up almost the entirety of his tiny Fiat 500. Throughout his career, Warbeck has also made music for the stage, and when I spoke to him, he was sitting in a rehearsal room somewhere in London. There's a Hilary Mantel trilogy, and, and the last book of the trilogy is called The Mirror and the Light. It's about Thomas Cromwell. The first one was Wolf Hall, and it's the first day of rehearsals of, um, of that play today. So in an hour, we're doing a read-through of it, and I'm doing music for it. I want to ask you about this transition from um, essentially composition for screen and for for live performance and then to decide, well, I actually want to make a film. I've sort of always wanted to do it and I've always liked interfering in all aspects of filmmaking or theatre making. So I don't I don't feel like we should stay just in our compartments. So I feel like we've got something to say about other aspects of it. So it really sprung from that. How long has it been gestating then? And um, I reckon that I started writing the first scene probably five years ago. And then the scenes, the scenes were written over about three, two to three years. And then um, we got together with Dominic Drumgall, one of the producers, then um, enlisted John Paul Davidson, who became the co-writer and co-director. Who, and then we worked together on, on this, uh, getting the script into a form where we could make it. It's sort of the outsider who, who's looking in on events and not quite part of life. So in a way, that's, that's what the man in the hat is. He's, you feel like maybe he's been right at the centre of things, but by the time this story happens, he's slightly sitting outside, maybe regretting things, maybe missing things, and he's the observer to whom things happen. Um, so I suppose Jacques Tati's the biggest influence. There's something about having those two central characters played by Kieran Hines and Stephen Delane who have who bring us a kind of menace 
and uh, and weight to the screen because of the history of what we've seen them play in the past. They're you know they're often heavies or villains or what have you, and so there's there's a kind of sense of danger. Uh, about the film before you you know the whole first act you're thinking something's up here what's what what's up and then and then the charm takes over <laughs> tell me about the casting um well i was working at the national theater with kieran on a play called translations and i said to dominic he'd be perfect kieran would be perfect for this part um dominic's one of the producers as i said and um, can I give him the scripts? And he said, yes, of course. I gave him the scripts and we went and had a beer. And he said, I definitely want to do this. And his agent said within 20 minutes, he said, I want Kieran to do this. Um, we'll do anything we can to make this work. They both had a kind of, I think the fact that it, it is slightly unusual um, kind of grabbed, it grabbed Kieran. And I think also, interestingly, what you're saying about perhaps... He's not always cast, like you say, as a, as a heavy or a threatening character. But perhaps because of that tradition, that his traditional casting, the fact that this was outside that, and this is a rather slightly lost, rather sensitive, rather curious um, character, I think that probably also appealed to him. And, it, and, and it's also very comedic, which is, again, I mean, I have seen him, I have seen him in comedies, but usually, um, usually the straight, the straight man in those in those films. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then with with Stephen, um, um, we had to talk through a lot about the background of the character, which you don't see on screen at all. The fact that he was trained as a plumber, that he was still living with his mother. There was a huge kind of thing, a kind of chat about where that character had come from. But again, I thought that he it is essentially comic, although there's some slightly shockingly. Um, sad things that happen to him he ends up he ends up happy and um, i think again it's outside his normal the normal pattern of his casting so i think if it did appeal to well it obviously did appeal to him because he did it but <laughs> it's perhaps because it sort of stands outside what you'd expect there's very little dialogue in the film there's 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 lots of sort of lyrical and musical interludes and uh, and lots of uh, lots of shots that i'm sure the the french tourist board once people start traveling again properly will be very pleased um are out there in the world um so and i know that scripts aren't all just dialogue but surely this wouldn't have been a very long read for kieran hines at the, uh, after that beer no it wasn't a very long read it was i think it was 40 pages and often a script would be 120 say but um, I've said this a couple of times before. If you think about your day, perhaps less you because of what you do, um, most of our time is spent in silence. I mean, we're not talking all the time. And even if you look at the waveform of a conversation, now I'm speaking faster than I would normally, the gaps are as important as the things you say. So actually, people say, oh, it's strange. It's an almost silent film. Most of our lives are silent. We're walking down the street. We're not talking all the time. You know, we're listening. We hear something. We hear a bus go on the street and we stop. And we listen. We don't talk. So I, I kind of felt like we should represent that and not should, but wanted to represent that, that a lot of our lives are spent observing and being part of life without necessarily chatting all the way. And, and certainly not always being the central character in the story 
<laughs> you know, he it, it, the, the episodic sort of road movie nature of the film means that he that he is often sort of arriving while things are already in progress. Yes, and you feel like he might have missed great bits of his life. He might have missed them, or they might have happened without him. And yeah, he stood outside and. It's like when you go into a bar and you think, oh, I've got something funny to say. You say it to somebody and you realise they're not even listening to you. You, you. you think, oh, God, humans aren't that good at communicating, really. The Man in the Hat is rated PG for sexual references and it has got to be one of the most charming and least offensive films I've seen in a long time. It opens in select cinemas around New Zealand this weekend. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.